0: Hi everyone. I'm David Butler. I'm
1: Emily Freeman.
0: And this is Don't Miss This. And we are, there's no words to talk about how thrilled we are to be in this place right now. Um, Here with you, if you don't know, behind us is the Kirtland Temple, which is the first temple that was built in uh, our dispensation. And I mean, it's just like, this is my first time here. And it's really like thrilling to me to even just be in the shadows of such a magnificent building and place. And oh, we're so excited to be able to teach section 109 and 110 here. You know we've been talking about, I mean, that initial command to build the temple when they got here and, and Hiram over, going and out. Over and over and
1: over That you It's almost as if the Lord was like, you keep forgetting the most important assignment that I gave you here.
0: Yeah, and, and he was so patient with them because of what life was like here. I mean, they were just, uh, they had no money. Remember, they had all sold everything to move out to Kirtland initially. And the converts that were coming in were of the poorer class. And they just had like pennies to their name. Some of them and some of them not even that. That It took
1: everything they had just to get themselves
0: here. Yeah and then all of a sudden this commandment to build this building which most of the neighbors around this part said you will never be able to finish a building like that when they saw the plans. For that time and that day to build something like this was absolutely unheard of.
1: I just want to think about like all the buildings that we've seen so far on this trip. Yeah, I mean even things. remember the hell's home was like the nicest home and then yeah look Lucy at calls this. it a
0: mansion. She's like, this is a mansion yes, of a house."
1: Yes. And then you and then you look at this is almost like inconceivable. Yeah, really. with the
0: the size of it, the amount of wood that they needed, the amount of stone that they needed. In fact, they bought that Peter French farm that we've talked about in order to, you know, because of the brick quarry that was on it, but th- that was going to be too expensive. So they had to go to the actual stone quarry that's not too far from here and just use that and I love the stories of everyone saying and Joseph would just go up there right with us and carry the rocks out of out of the quarry. And then I mean it just was this building to put this together Mm -hmm. is absolutely phenomenal. Um this is hard to verify, but most church historians think that to date this is the most expensive building that the Saints ever built. If you consider what their poverty level was and what they had to give in order to build it. Hmm. There are, and there's. you remember those apocryphal stories too, that these are hard to verify, but most people pass them down, that the women even took their, yes. their dishes and, and um, the fi- their fine china and they crushed it up, so, so they said, so that it would sparkle in the sunlight. People literally gave everything. everything. Sometimes, I, we were just reading this one journal of a man who said, we would work on the temple Sometimes with shoes, and sometimes with no shoes, just because they would wear out and they wouldn't have money to get new. And at some time, the, the mobs and the neighbors were like trying to stop it from being built. And, and Brigham Young said, "We would build that temple with a sword in one hand and a trowel in the other, as as we got it done." And it just this building is just a testament and a witness of people who just. Love God so dearly that they were willing to give everything, literally everything. It's
1: so interesting because Kirtland was such a time of two different things going on. It was this period of building temples and at the same time fighting the apostasy that was happening within the church. And you just see it's gonna be a time of also rich blessings and extreme poverty at the same time that you're watching both, um, both extremes in Kirtland, right? Is what is yeah. happening. because you
0: remember Zion's Camp. We've just had to fund that whole Zion's Camp and trying to build up Zion. So all the spare dollars that we've had, you know, we like I was there, but I feel happy to like associate myself with uh, the saints of the past, you know, in this one. But you know, no bride has ever decided she wants her bridles taken in front of this temple. Um, but it is one of the most beautiful places on earth because of the sacrifice that came out of that great, the extreme condition mm. you know that they were in. And no wonder that God will pour out buckets of his spirit and holiness and glory on this place. I think in answer to them, I mean, it was like an all for all here. They yeah. gave all and so did God.
1: Oh, that is so good. You love that that's kind of described in verse 5 of section 109. And let's
0: just say what 109 is okay, first. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is the dedicatory prayer of the Kirtland temple and this one you read in the heading that Joseph actually went and received the prayer by revelation and wrote it out. You, sometimes we don't write out our prayers. You might. But usually people don't. But on this occasion I'm sure he was asking the question what might one pray for at a you know at a at a circumstance or a day like this and well and, and we love what it says in
1: yeah in one oh nine yeah by, yeah, yeah yeah
0: in the heading by revelation. And that pattern by the way has continued ever since this first temple dedication. That uh whoever's offering that dedicatory prayer will receive that prayer by revelation ahead of time and then it is read um at the dedication.
1: And it might be fun to look up the dedications for the temple that is nearest you and just see what were the promises of that temple Um, And I just think every time you walk in one of those temples, just knowing the promises Mm -hmm. that come because you chose to walk through the doors.
0: And we'll warn you, once you start reading temple dedications and their promises, you are going down a rabbit hole and you're going to keep reading them. So so sorry, we just ruined your Netflix addiction and turned it into (laughs) a temple dedication addiction.
1: Okay, that's so fun. I love how this starts out. So maybe we'll just start right there, 109. Um, and in verse one, it just says, thanks be to thy name. Do you wonder if he could even get those words out of his mm. mouth when he started? Because so many years went into that culminating moment and, and to think about everything that had to take place in order for that to happen. Um, thanks be to thy name, O Lord God of Israel, who keepeth covenant and shows mercy unto thy servants who walk uprightly before thee with all their hearts. I mean, if mm. you can't sum up what it took to build the temple. He's just described. That is who we are. And then I love when it says, and this is who you are. You're the one who commanded us to build a house. Um, and then in five, when he says- And he, he wanted says, to
0: stop the prayer and just be like, we did it. Yes, we, <laughs> we did,
1: did it. it. Um, and I love when he says, um, you commanded us to build this house in verse five, even knowing that we would do this work through great tribulation. And then this sentence that is so good. Just think about this for a minute. And out of our poverty, we have given of our substance to build a house to thy name that the Son of Man might have a place to manifest himself to his people. Now just think about that for a minute. There is such a great lesson there because in essence what he's saying is out of our uh, poverty and out of our sacrifice became a situation where the Lord could manifest himself into our story. And isn't that true for every one of us today that most often for me in my life, it has been in my poverty and in my moments of greatest sacrifice that I have been able to see the manifestations of the Lord the most clearly. And I just think this is a a beautiful reminder of that truth, that out of poverty and out of sacrifice comes that endearing um, relationship with Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. So on the study guide, you'll see we have that spot where it says out of poverty. And we want you to think about where's been your place of lack and then also gave that they gave. And and what is it that you've given or are thinking or you're so inclined or inspired to give right now in that place so that the son of man uh, may be manifest in in that place with you like mm. the poverty doesn't end and the trouble doesn't end for the Saints here it's just this middle moment where Jesus will appear and pour out his glory upon them um, yeah.
2: just in the middle
0: oh, of all those all so hard good. things
1: um, and then you love what happens um, because they get to a, a scripture that is so common in our language and what we're doing it says um, it's a verse we repeat all the time
0: And we heard it before in a previous section and now it's in here too
1: again um, when he says this in verse eight organize yourselves prepare every needful thing and establish a house even a house of prayer a house of fasting a house of faith a house of learning a house of glory a house of order a house of god that your incomings may be in the name of the lord that your outgoings may be in the name of the lord that all your salutations may be in the name of the Lord. And I just love the thought of this. We think about it with that um, house behind us, that they were gonna organize themselves and prepare every needful thing and establish this house that's built on prayer and fasting and learning and all of these things. and um, and that So that every time they left it and every time they came into it, um, they would be reminded of um, their taking the name of the Lord. Um, i am reminded of a story that happened many years ago every time i see this temple Um, you might remember the picture that walter rain painted of this temple many many years ago and it hangs in the high council room of the stake center where i go to church and my stake president told of a time when just when he was called to be the stake president and he was sitting in the high council room and he looked at the temple and that walter rain painting is a painting of this temple unfinished like a work in progress and his first thought was why did they hang an unfinished temple in here there's so many finished temples we have so many pictures in our church of finished temples why did someone choose to hang an unfinished temple here and um, the spirit whispered to him it's because you are that unfinished temple and I am doing my work in you and when you look at this walter rain picture it's so interesting maybe you'll have a chance to look it up after you're done listening to this but it is so messy the the work of that painting is so messy you still see those red bricks on that bottom layer right there um, and then the white there's someone up on a ladder plastering the white and they're scaffolding all over the table and there's a wagon that's just been haphazardly placed over there on the lawn and you see a big fire burning in the middle of just smoke. You know that dirty smoke where everything you're not using has gone into that garbage pile and there's smoke coming up. There's guys making cement. There's women carrying water. There's all this stuff going on. It is so busy. And in the bottom left-hand corner of that painting is a woman wearing a green dress. And her daughter's there in a little pink dress carrying a little basket. what i love about this woman is that every other person in the painting is just focused on the work at hand whatever is happening in their area no one's even really looking at the temple except for this one woman in the green dress has just stopped from the errand of her day and the work of her life and she's just paused right there and she's looking up at the temple and watching this process that is happening And when I looked at that um, painting several months ago, I thought to myself, I need to remember to be the woman in the green dress. I need to remember to take those moments of pause in the middle of my errand, in the middle of the work that is my everyday life and look at what I'm building and take time to ponder it and to reflect Mm. on it and to consider it and to think, um, how can I better organize this place? How can I make this a house of prayer and a house of fasting and um, a house of learning and a house of glory and all of those things? Just sometimes remembering to take that little pause in that um, building process that we're all in and experience that revelation from God in that moment of how can we make not just the temples in our life, but the homes in our life, a place like that.
0: Yeah, it's fun sometimes I think to replace that word house with life um, or with home because it takes it away maybe from the temple and brings it a little bit closer Mm -hmm. and I just think it's so important that we left a little box in there for you to kind of like just think for the next week or so about how is this home or my life going to be a a place of faith and a a place of, of prayer and And just to be a little bit more deliberate about that and and let it happen. We love the verse right after it where it says that your incomings may be in the name of the Lord and your outgoings may be in the name of the Lord also. So that as you come in and out of your own home or in and out of your own day that you can think this is all happening um, with God watching over and, and His name and and His purposes in mind. We have on our house, and Emily has on hers, this little tradition we've borrowed from the Old Testament and from our Jewish friends of having a mezuzah there, of the scripture from, Deut- uh, from Deuteronomy. Um, six. Yeah, Deuteronomy six, of just like um, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, yeah, might, that mind, scripture, and strength.
1: Yeah, and the one that you love that talks about that you're going to read your scriptures, you're going to let the Word of God protect your home by reading them. It's the first thing you're going to look at in the morning and the last thing that you look at at night. It's what you're going to talk about every time you sit down and even when you're walking on the way, you'll teach it to your children and it will be in your hearts and it will just fill your home and um, you're supposed to hang it. I love when I hung mine. Um, I went out and did it. I read all the instructions and you're supposed to tip it in towards your house so that it says the protection of God's Word is in your home. And when Greg got home from work and saw mine, he was like, "Uh, did you need help hanging that up? (laughs) Because it's It's a little crooked. (laughs) It was like so crooked. It wasn't like a mistake. I had tipped it. Did you tip yours? Um, Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Just that it's tipped for um, just the idea of it's neat because people of the Jewish faith and us um, have it on their houses as a reminder. And some will kiss it as they walk in this verse to love God and to, um, with all of your heart, my mind, mind, and strength as you go in and as you go out and it's tipped is this idea of like God leans into this house mm. and we lean toward Him in this house also. And that's such a neat verse. To, and, and what this temple stood for was we lean into Him and, and we rejoice when he, has, when he has and He continues to like lean into us. And I think it's cool that like that scene of it being a mess, is exactly what we look like right now in our own homes and in our own lives, right? And in the yes. development of the restoration. Um, it looks pretty on a postcard but it really is a mess, all of it. And it's neat just like in the middle of that to think of, I'm going to lean into God and He's going to lean into me. And and just to remember that as, yeah. as we're You just making love that
1: those, the lesson in that lady in the green dress of just stop for just a moment.
0: And see, like, what's going on? What are we really doing here? It
1: reminds me of our friend who we have a friend who um, has set apart a consecrated day in her life. Should we wait? And we're okay. Um, A friend, sorry, we can hear noise in the background where we are. (laughs) I thought the dedication was going
0: on inside. Someone was singing. (laughs)
1: Um, Who has set apart a consecrated day in her life, and um, it's the day that she says no to everything. And just yes to God and to receiving inspiration and to taking a little bit of time to just create a holy situation where she can hear what should I be doing um, in my life and my family. And you just love the thought of that in this this building up process.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, one of the most thrilling parts of this prayer um, is throughout the whole thing. And we're going to share with you some of our favorites. But I cannot wait for you to sit down with section 109 And just with a red pen or your thumb, because you're going to highlight on your phone, just the promises um, that Joseph petitions for from the Lord and that he has promised associated, you know, with this temple dedication. I mean, these are Mm -hmm. just beautiful. Just the blessings of temple worship, the blessings of having a covenant relationship with God at the center of, of your life, um, that's what this section kind of stands for. And all throughout it, there's a thousand of them. We gave yeah. you a place for 28.
1: Hopefully. But
0: who knows how many you're, or whatever we have.
1: Whatever, however many numbers <laughs> he can fit on that journal page, that's what you're going to get. But
0: you're going to use your other one just to mm-hmm. find those phrases of the promises of the of temple blessings, um, which are really just God's promises, and, and just go through. So let's go through like just some of our favorite ones, and then set you free to just look up um some of your own i'll say one that i love and, and should we go like through yeah. an order or something yeah. let's just or? kind
1: of go in order and try to okay. capture as many as we can because they're so good and it's so fun to hear them in front of
0: oh yeah this, this really this yeah. place right here are you
1: going to start in 13 yes yes
0: okay. okay good even though 11 and 12 like we can't do every verse but why should you not like do you love the thought of 12 of Will you please let your glory rest upon this oh, people? Yes. I just think of sunlight. I think of dew. And I was like, I just want your glory to like mm. settle yeah. on me.
1: And in 11, when, um, when he says, we want to secure a fulfillment of the promises which you made to us. I just love that securing um, his promises. So good.
0: 13 is one of my favorite verses of all time. And he says, um, this blessing that all people who enter upon the threshold of the Lord's house may feel thy power and feel constrained to, constrained to acknowledge that thou hast sanctified it, that it's thy house, a place of, of thy holiness. And I think about that verse, um, every time I walk onto temple grounds, um, that, that I've crossed the threshold mm. into a, um, into a holy I thought it right when we got out of the car here. That verse is the first verse that popped into my mind that when people cross into this place, they'll feel constrained to say, this is a place of holiness. I know you've been to places like that. I know you've been to homes like that. Mm. I know you've been to like periods of your life like that. When you can say, I crossed into a place yeah. of holiness and that is a, a promised blessing. For, for temples and temple people.
1: And I love um, when you use that word threshold right there. And that as soon as you pass that threshold, you will feel His power. And this is one thing that um, I think is so important to remember. Um, that everyone is welcome to cross over that threshold. And there have been times um, in the lives of my kids and in the lives of my good friends where maybe they couldn't pass the recommend desk. But they could walk over the threshold and go into the waiting room and sit with scriptures and feel the power of the Lord working in their life. And I just love the thought someone told our son Garrett as he was going through that great repentance process, just start going to the temple every week and go to the waiting room every week and read your scriptures every week until the day when you can pass the recommend desk. and. The temple, because of that invitation, because of that kind of welcome, has become a place of such strength and power for him in his life. So I love that word threshold right there. Um, In 14, we love that you'll be taught wisdom um, that will come to you as you seek learning by study and also by faith. And I love that.
0: I love 15. We are going through the whole thing right now, but we're not sad. We can't. Uh, 15, uh, uh, that they may grow up in thee until eventually they receive a fullness of the Holy Ghost. You remember we talked about that in section 76, but I love this idea of the temple being a place that we get to grow up in the glory. It's a, it's a, it's a school, it's a university, you know, where we, you know, just continue to increase in yeah. glory and closeness and power and oh, it's so awesome. Um,
1: in that same verse I love when it tells us um, that we can be organized and become prepared Every time that we go in there, and if you're someone like me who has a really creative mind, you just love that there is a place that is just going to calm you for a minute and let you become more organized according to the commandments of God, whatever He speaks into your life, and also prepared. I love that.
0: I love 19 when it it just almost seems to make an impact on somebody's life. That once they've been into one of these places, and our more modern temples, our full Melchizedek Priesthood temples, where... Um, uh, we make covenants that all of a sudden, like all my salutations mm-hmm. are in the name of the Lord with holy hands uplifted to the most high God. Just the thought of like, it's now made a mark on all the things that I do in my life. I can now see holiness in just the ordinary mm. because of oh, that, that is place. So good.
1: I love in 21 that it says, um, I, I love that it's and when not an if. Um, Because here they've worked for this, they've prepared for this, this is this holy place. And then, right in the blessing, it's going to say, and when thy people transgress, any of them. Don't you love that it's almost as if he's saying, I know you're going to make mistakes. I already know that's part of mortality. Um, But I love this promise, they may speedily repent and return unto thee and find favor in thy sight and be restored to the blessings. I love that whole thought that he's like, when this happens, you're just going to speedily turn again to Christ. You're just going to return to Him and find favor in His sight, and you're going to be restored to the blessings, and he says this about the blessing, that are going to be poured out to anyone who reverences Him in His house. I love that part.
0: 22, it's so neat to see that those who go forth from this house as servants are armed with power and with His Mm. name upon them. You can't help but think about missionaries you know receiving yeah. their endowment before they go out on their missions um and and that promise that angels yes. will have a charge over you got them. the
1: best verse that is such a good it verse who doesn't so... love that verse that every time you go to the temple you're armed with power and his name and angels what a sweet promise of the temple
0: to do what work 23 like 23 is so awesome yeah go ahead just and from this place go and bear the exceedingly great and glorious tidings yeah the great beautiful news that those two together yeah just make it so good news is okay but like great and glorious tidings is an entirely different experience so
1: good um i love when it says um In 24, He's going to establish us. I love that, that we're going to be established and no weapon formed against us will prosper. Prosper, it tells us in 25. Which brings me so much comfort.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say just in addition with that, but just let me say this and then say what you want to say that the 26, no combination of wickedness will have power to rise up and yeah. prevail oh, over so you. Like Who it doesn't loves that we matter. love yeah. this section
1: so much that both of us are like, oh, and, and, and.
0: <laughs> don't forget this,
1: everybody. Don't, don't worry that we keep talking on top of each other. It's just because we love this section so much. Um. Yeah, there' no combination of wickedness. It's so good. And then in 28, um, I love that this hints backwards so well to the Old Testament. To Old Testament times and to some of those stories that we love, particularly Jehoshaphat. Um, it goes right back to that story in Second uh, Chronicles 20, I think is where it is. Um, that it says that you will fight for your people. Um, that they may be delivered from the hands of all their enemies. And I just love knowing that God is going to fight for us. That He's almost as if He says, this is my battle. The battle is mine. Yeah. And I'm going to fight for you. Um, That's part of the blessing you get every time you walk in those doors.
0: And you know, and to what end? I don't know if you have one in between here, but 32, I like that Mm. He says, We plead before thee for a full and complete deliverance. I love that like the promise of God's deliverance is not just deliverance but it is a full and complete one in every area of your life in your past uh, your present and your future.
1: That's so good. I'm going to skip to 38 Um, and I love when it says put upon thy servants the testimony of the covenant prepare the hearts that thy people may not faint in the day of trouble. Um, Just what a sweet promise. That he's going to be right there in the days of trouble. And then, can I go to 44? Yes. I love it so much. Um, He says this Help thy servants to say with thy grace assisting them, thy will be done, O Lord, and not ours. And I just love even there that reminder of just um, you, um, you help us accept thy will, whatever it is. What's going to happen between now and Utah? is so many things and even more poverty and even more sacrifice um even more blessing at the same time but i that thought of that just as they're going to enter into what's going to come help thy servants to say with thy grace assisting them mm. thy will be done O lord and not ours
0: and kind of in connection with that in verse 50 you find that have have mercy O lord you know upon you know it's interesting it's upon the wicked mob like god has mercy but that even That a blessing of the temple is that your heart gets to a place where you seek for mercy upon, like, even your enemies. You know? That is
1: so good and so hard. But the fact that the temple can change even that
0: in us. And you just see that all through, like, that whole section is just filled with Mm -hmm. um, lines like that. Oh, I I mean, do we have anything else that we want to for sure point out? I just have that
1: one that I love in 61 that is so cute that he talks about. Um, Thou knowest that thou hast a great love for the children of Jacob who have been scattered upon the mountains for a long time in a cloudy and dark day. And just the thought, uh, again, of just the protection, the refuge, um, the gathering in that this house represents from the storms of their time and of our time.
0: Yeah. And sorry, I have to do two more. (laughs) One was my most favorite one, you know, but I like... 1st and 72 when he says, Will you please remember all thy church with all their families and all their immediate connections? Do you love that the blessings of the temple are upon not only you, but upon your family and your immediate connections? I, um, Jenny is a, a, is a faithful temple going girl and uh, is able to worship in the temple a little bit more than I can right now in life. Uh, just because of our the age of our kids and, and everything. And ever since she has been going so consistently, that is something that I have seen in our relationship, in our house, that her temple worship has blessed our family and I think all of our immediate connections. Like, mm. It is a oh, is blessing so I believe in so strongly. And then 77. Yeah. This is like, oh, and please bless us with... <laughs> You know, and some yeah. of you have been able to hear promises spoken in temples today. He says, please bless us w- to be enthroned where you are with glory, honor, power, majesty, might, dominion, truth, justice, judgment, mercy, and an infinity of fullness. I don't even know what that, <laughs> Who wants that? means. But I an want infinity
1: it. of fullness? Right. Oh, oh, that is so good. <laughs> I want it. Yeah. Whatever that is. <laughs> Please, can I have it? Yes. So this this
0: prayer is just powerful and beautiful. It ends with him just saying, "78, do you love her?" He's like, "Oh hear, oh hear, mm. oh hear us, Lord." Like that is the end of it. He's like, "Please listen for to these petitions and and, it's so and please good. look down upon this moment."
1: And before we hit 110, I just want to go back to verse five because it's such a great lead-in to 110, oh, yeah, which yeah. is where we're going. Uh, you remember where we started. That one line that is so good where it says, um, For thou knowest that we have done this work through great tribulation, and out of our poverty we have given of our substance to build a house to thy name, that the Son of Man might have a place to manifest himself to his people.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, open up your scriptures again because the um, the Son made my phone not work. So we're oh. going to have to share okay, your perfect. scriptures together. So then
1: it's so fun because we're going to go into... Um, 110. So the very last thing it says right there is um, that you would be able to manifest yourself to this people because of their poverty and their sacrifice. And in 110,
0: it happens. So this is about a week later, 110 is. And we want to start with verse 9 and 110 because it's such a neat um, verse where he says, yea, the hearts of thousands and tens of thousands shall greatly rejoice in consequence of the blessings which shall be poured out and the endowment which my servants have been endowed with in this house. Now, if you're a a member of our faith and know much about it, um, our thought of endowment is kind of like that temple ceremony, but the Kirtland endowment is a little bit different. And what would happen here was going to bless thousands and tens of thousands with blessings that were going to be poured out. So we have this spot on the paper about what exactly is that, what they call the Kirtland endowment. And we'll just go through them and focus on um, one of them real quick. One is new truths that were revealed here. Section 137, when we get there, is one that was revealed in the, the, an upper room there of um, what happens to children um, who die or what happens to people who die before they have a chance to hear it. That comes at the end of the year. But, man, glorious, new, um, soothing truths. Um, number two, new ordinances are revealed in this house. The washing and anointing ordinances are um, revealed here that continue on. Three, and we're going to have to send you to like a, another source uh, for this. My friend Scott has this website that just has cataloged all of these of just the Pentecostal experience that happens at oh, the dedication. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I mean, we can, we'll, we can brush by it, but it's like on that day, God really did show up and pour out blessings and the angels that people saw and the things that they heard and felt and uh, I mean, it would be so fun
1: to connect that if you're someone who has a lot of time to study to Acts 2 um, and the day of Pentecost and and just see what is so similar about that New Testament church that was also similar on this day. That was something that happened and was recorded once and it, it was so important for the saints of the new testament and to see the similarities that happened at this temple and the words that i love in acts 2 that talks about that is just a, what you said a pouring out a pouring out a pouring out and and for some reason because of the poverty and the sacrifice and where things were these saints had a really similar yeah. experience yeah
0: you can't wait to read them one of my favorites is like some of the people who couldn't fit in because they crammed this place for the dedication but who couldn't get in saw angels like riding on the on the tops of the -hmm. the roof walking around the top and like little kids mom mom there's people on the temple (laughs) and they're like it's in all their journals it is so beautiful and the fourth is these priesthood keys remember we've been talking about the priesthood as not a singular event but as an unfolding of the restoration of the priesthood and this is a very significant moment in the unfolding of that priesthood restoration Um, Joseph Fielding Smith said, the very reason they built this temple um, was for the priesthood keys to be restored. That was, and that is what will bless thousands and ten thousands of, of, you know, of people everywhere. So you'll look through this chapter and um, if you want to just write, here are the visitors. And then you can write, what were those um, keys and powers and authority that were revealed? Um, Moses comes. With the keys of the gathering of israel
1: elias
0: Um, elias comes who we don't know who he is but he comes with the what's called the dispensation of of abraham that is the marriage um authority the authority for eternal marriage and then elijah elijah comes with the sealing power which will now enable work for the dead and the ability to seal people up into eternal life and make all ordinances efficacious on both sides of the veil for living and dead so oh, this is so like good
1: and then such and don't, a huge and don't moment miss the oh that's where i was three. gonna end Yeah, okay, no, because it was <laughs> like Hello. we had Wait, to like save what, the best for last okay.
0: <laughs> because the visitor of visitors you know first before any of these people came was um the lord jesus christ who appears and i love that he answers that oh hear us oh hear us oh hear us and in the very beginning here, he just says where where is it? Where he just comes and the description is just beautiful. Um, who, who he, he says is. he is. Um, your your sins are forgiven you. And don't but, forget
1: this part right here.
0: Yeah, I am your advocate with the Father. Let and then, but start in verse six. He says, let the hearts of your brethren rejoice, and let the hearts of all my people rejoice, who have with their might built this house to my name. For behold, I have accepted this house and my name will be upon it. And I love this moment of after all of these years of great sacrifice that he says almost thank you for building this house uh, to my name and and I accept it. And I think that about like these lives that we're going to build, these homes that we're going to build, at great sacrifice and through a great mess. I can just hear him saying to us, Thank you for raising children that way, for serving that way, for offering your life that way. It just is, a, it's such a beautiful. That's,
1: and that one line that we maybe want to end on that says, I will manifest myself to my people in mercy in this house. And we love that Greek translation for the word mercy is especially active compassion. And when you think about that, I will manifest myself to my people in especially active compassion in this house oh
0: this was such a good
1: yeah you just want to go should we go to the temple right now Uh, everyone that's what we want to do
0: and 10 oh we got to end with these two lines Oh yeah 16 we love that it just says this at the very end that the lord is near and and then verse 10 where it says this is the beginning Of the blessings that are about to be poured out. I don't know how this is the beginning when it said the infinity of the fullness of the fullness or whatever that line was, but he says it is so awesome for the Lord to just say, like, oh, we are just getting started on the things that you have to rejoice about.
1: So good. Oh,
0: we're so excited that we had this time with you here. And let's
1: talk about the song Jason's gonna do.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So good. So, what happened? You already know. If you got to go
1: inside um, the temple, in the four corners are places where the choir would have been and the choir saying the Spirit of God like a fire is burning and I will tell you every time I sing that song I think of this temple and I think about that poverty and that sacrifice and the manifestation of the Lord in that place in their story is just so sweet to me so we asked if he would um, sing that song and so we'll do that as we end and maybe um, as you're listening you can start reading and looking for those promises.
0: Yeah. Okay, we'll see you next week.
2: The Spirit of God like a fire Turning, and angels are coming.
0: This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This.
1: Also, sign up for our newsletter at Don't Miss This and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler.
0: Thanks for listening. Bye.